Hi, I'm Rafael Esarn, and you're listening to the Quick Pit Podcast. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. You've made it to the first. You made it to the first segment of this week's show, and uh, <laughs> we finally had a repeat winner here, uh, Martin Church. And Connor managed to botch up the easiest part of the show. I was going to say, <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. You almost just, asked for a restart there, but uh, I, I was going to say, not... I was going to say, welcome back to the first segment, but uh, that, that, that I should say, welcome back to this week's show. But um, anyway, we have a race to uh, uh, recap um, this past yeah, well, week race at Martinsville that uh was supposed to be ran at night and I was so excited for it and then uh another tsunami hit the place you're running just like Bristol dirt and it got pushed to Sunday at least it was still on a weekend but weekend day no. but they need to start they need to, put need to start tracks. Saturday uh 43 laps were run on Saturday night and the rest were ran on Sunday yeah they need to put tracks like in California where that drought's going on right now and yeah. right away they solve it. And, and the joke I keep seeing is that um, as soon as NASCAR figures out rain tires on ovals, there will never be rain at Martinsville again. <laughs> and that's like, and I wouldn't or like as, that happens. Or like there's rumors flying around that Bristol might try to add a roof. As soon as they put that roof on, it'll never rain at Bristol for those weekends again. And so yeah. it's like, you can't win, and I know they're frustrating, but you can't be angry at NASCAR for it, especially at a track that has lights. I mean, maybe like Talladega last year, that's a little frustrating because if they had lights there, they could have they could have run, right? Or if they had started earlier. But yeah. Martinsville, they have not, there's nothing they can do, so don't take it out on, on the sport. Just go yeah. yell at the weatherman. Or... Yeah. Yeah, with that being said, let's get right, right in here in the top 10. So leading off, coming in 10th place is the 18 of Kyle Busch. Uh, he had an eventful day, I would say the least. Uh, got a little bit of damage, was involved in a couple wrecks, a couple spins. Didn't have much damage, but uh, wheeled at home 10th. Great, uh, great run for him, especially not having a right, right fender for the later parts of the race. Yes, and in ninth place is Kevin Harvick. And uh, he ran poorly for much of the day, kind of salvaged the top 10 with another poor race for Stuart Haas Racing, which I think we'll get to a little bit in the second segment. Yeah, coming in eighth, the eight car for RCR, Tyler Raddick. Just, I think this is two top, ten, two top tens in a row. Got seventh at Bristol Dirt. Can't remember like that. about the previous race or something, but he's been putting some consistent runs together. RCR as a whole was good today. Austin Dillon finishing 14th, but was in the Austin top. Austin Dillon ran in the top 10. I think he got stage points in stage two. Yeah, he ran in the top 10 for pretty much most of the day, but Tyler Reddick coming home eighth in that RCR. In seventh, Christopher Bell. Solid run for him. He was mixing it up there. He led some laps, I think. And he was just, I'm not sure though. I missed like from the end of stage two to the last 20 laps. So about 200 laps there. So um, yeah, I, I think Bell is having a great year and, and 
I mean, he's got the win. He's already, he's running very well in a lot of races. I think this might be the first driver that Joe Gibbs Racing keeps in a while. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they hit it with uh, keeping, uh, bringing in Bell and uh, dumping Jones out, but uh, that's how it looks so far. Coming in six is a 22 car of Joey Logano for uh, Penske. Uh, those Penske guys were really fast all day, but uh, only one gets in the top 10, which is Logano with uh, Blaney finishing in the 11th and Brad Keselowski all the way in 33rd for that massive back straight wreck that, of course, Bowman was involved, but he already had a loose wheel. Bowman was probably probably one of the favorites to win the race. He was running second and third pretty much the whole entire race. And uh, another, like, I don't know if it's the 48 is cursed or ally as being a full-time sponsor curses the 48 car um i don't know which one's which but uh what you could say but bone had a loose wheel had a was two laps down then and was stuck in back in traffic of course kyle bush decides oh to, be Ky- quiet connor kyle <laughs> we're bush. supposed to be kind of unbiased i uh, am yeah, biased. kyle bush did did go in that corner hard on a uh, chris busher i think it was and uh, kind of ran him up the track. They both got sideways, and it was a log jam for everybody. But no way anybody could get out of that um, without any damage. So unfortunate there, but a uh, good run for Joey Logano and good run for Penske for most of the day. Yes, and in fifth place, Kyle Larson, who was just kind of always there. He never was able to make it all the way to the front, but he got a good finish at the end. And as a whole, Hendrick was really fast. And they were really impressive. I think, did they have all four cars in the top 10 in both stages? I know they had it for stage one, but I, I forget. Stages, I know for the first stage. The second stage, I think Elliot might have been like 11th or 12th, but I do think there's a good chance all four cars got stage points every single stage. Yeah. Um, and all three of them got in except for Bowman because the 48's curse, but uh, yeah, great run for those HMS guys over there. And then his t- teammate of Larson, William Byron, coming in fourth. As I said, those those HMS guys were, I think a lot of people could say, ones to beat at, at a certain point in that race. Um, I, I remember at a certain point in the race, the top 11 was all four HMS, all four Gibbs cars, and all three Penske cars. And uh, that just kind of showed that uh, Martinsville is all about, all about those top teams and the better equipment. Um, yeah, so even I thought that was he, I thought that was really interesting at that one point in the race. The interesting thing about Martinsville is like the short tracks you can have guys. There's not as much of a speed gap, right? And so you had guys like McDowell and Suarez and and Bubba and the Roush guys flirting with the top ten, right? But yeah. then at the end, it's and for at the end is still a top guy. And they said that um, despite what Jeff Gordon said, that you have to have at least a hundred wins in your career to, to be competitive at Martinsville, which is not true. <laughs> I was laughing at that blunder. Um, but the point he was trying to make pre-race was that you need experience. Yeah. No, you just can't be a rookie and walk in there and expect to do anything so much decent. Just... You know who He's one rookies... of them is? Rookies today had a rough day. Rochester changed 17th and uh, Chase Briscoe and that stored house equipment, which that team, I want to talk about in the second segment, but that team's just been awful, finishing 27th. Actually, 17th for Chastain is not bad. 
he's he's what? struggled so far this year. Aside from a top ten at Daytona, he's well, not been I very mean, good. I mean, Rasha Sam was running mid to late twenties, like twenty five to thirty range all day, and then the wreck happened, and a ton of cars got scrapped, and that's kind of uh, where he ended. All the cars that got ended ended their day in uh, that wreck was Corey LaJoy, Ryan Priest. LaJoy had a really good run. He was running like top 15 before yeah, the Justin crash. Justin Haley, Alex Bowman, Brad Keselowski, which I think a lot of people, that was their favorite to win. Um, Daniel Suarez and Michael McDowell were all the cars that got ended, but there's a lot of cars that also had damage. I think in total 15 cars were involved, so a pretty big wreck. Yeah, it was a a rough one. (laughs) It's the first race I did not wear my McDowell t-shirt for, and it was his first bad finish of the year. Yeah, when I wore my Bowman t-shirt, he finished like 10th or 9th, but it's not competitive the whole race. And then when I don't, he's competitive the whole race, but crashes or... Look at us getting all superstitious here. I was making mine as a joke, but Connor, you sound serious. (laughs) I don't know what to pick. Do I wear it and him get a 9th, 10th, 11th place finish but not be competitive the whole race? Or wear it and he gets good stage points but finishes like 37th? Superstition of sports fans is always so interesting. I was just making a joke and Connor's here like thinking through it like, you know. Yeah, that's, that's what sports fans do. Yeah. Anyway, third place, Connor. Denny Hamlin in the 11 car. Um, I think he was also a favorite twin uh, going into this thing. Has a couple wins here in the past, but uh, he was leading in him and uh, Truex and Chase. Truex and Chase only finished second. Martin Truex, of course, won the thing, but the other guys passed it. Uh, Hamlin was in the lead, I think, with maybe like 30 to go around there. Um, yeah. And Truex and Chase Elliott had a battle to get around them. Uh, they had a really battle. You could really tell that Hamlin couldn't stay on the bottom, but would kind of float up to the top and then kind of get a better runoff than Elliott or Truex. And they, they ended up had to make a little contact, just kind of shove Hamlin up the track, get him out of the groove so they can make the pass. And um, they did. Truex wins. Chase Elliott finishes second, which was Ethan's pick. Truex wins. Uh, back-to-back spring races, and of course, Elliott won the race here in the fall to advance the championship round. Another thing I want to point out here is that the top lane on restarts was you do not want to be on that lane because you're going to go backwards, you're going to burn tires, and it, it, was, it was rough to be on that top lane. Yeah, and another thing I want to point out is that Troy, our guest from last week, picked the winner correctly. So our guests have a point now. And I think we're going to keep track of that. So the score is Connor one, me nothing, Siri nothing, and our guests have a point as well. So good job, Troy. Well, let me point them out here. So Troy guesses Martin Truex Jr. finishes first. You pick Chase Elliott, finishes second. Siri picks Denny Hamlin, finishes third. <laughs> and I pick Brad Keselowski, finishes 33rd. Yeah. Just, just 30 positions past our next ball. So, so Brad, I don't know what Brad's it is with Siri, series, series picks have been competitive so far, I know. Siri is on fire. You have to wait to see who she picks out in the third segment for uh, this upcoming weekend's race. 
All right. So I think the what were your thoughts on this race? What are what are your takeaways? I know it was got long. It was a long race. It was like just not not even Saturday. Like if we're just talking about Sunday, it was long. It started at four and didn't end until like almost eight. A little past eight, I think it was like eight oh five. It was a long race, and um, I of course wasn't half watching it anymore when Bowman wrecked because I was just disappointed. But it was just long. There was there. It was kind of a green flag race, uh, uh, race, but there was some cautions mixed in there, and um, it was just long. That's all I really can say about it. But it, it was a good race overall. Yeah, I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I had to go somewhere. But I did get back in time for the last 20 laps, turned it on as Truex was passing Hamlin there at the end. Um, but I would agree with you. It was, it was entertaining. I mean, short track racing, it's kind of classic short track racing, classic Martinsville battles for the lead, comers and goers, you know, Blaney just had some really poor luck that probably cost him the race because uh, he dominated the first two stages. But all in all, I enjoyed what I was able to watch. I wish it would have been able to run on Saturday night. That would have been a lot of fun. But, you know, you take what you get, and at least they got it in on a Sunday still, you know. And so I think it's a fun race. And as always, short track racing is a lot of fun, and it's they should really try and find more short tracks to go to because that's probably the best racing on the circuit right now. Yep. All right, so with that being said, we'll go on to our second segment. We're going to do some news, have a discussion on some things, and, and who knows what else. I'll try and make Connor as mad as possible about Alex Bowman. That's coming up next on the Quick Pit Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, as always, joined by Connor. And you have made it to the second segment of this week's show. Not the first segment, as Connor tried to say in the first segment. Um, and we'll be going over some news, some other things of note, and talking about Stuart Haas and Alex Bowman. Yeah, before we hop in here with some news, uh, we're going to do Twitter Shot Week. And this week's Twitter Shot Week goes to uh, NASCAR UT fan as uh, that is nascar ut fan good job i'm gonna follow if you want to be next week's first of the week all you have to do is just drop us a follow over on twitter all right another thing that I th- we forgot to do in the first segment actually we haven't gotten to do for a couple of weeks and so i am going to we're going to do this now um we're going to play trender fluke connor okay all right so we got um just looking at it here I'm probably just going to do two, but um, we'll we'll start it off with (laughs) Cody Ware ruining people's races. Trend or fluke? (laughs) I I love these back markers getting all mad at each other, just like the Xfinity series when I think it was like Joe Graff Jr. and like Greg Galding or someone got in a fight after their Martinsville race, but these back markers crack me up. Uh, trend because he just keeps wrecking people that he gets mad at and i can't wait till he gets wrecked because someone's gonna wreck him and i just can't wait for it to happen 
Yeah. If we're, only we're, we're gonna be a do a dumb mistake and wreck like one of the leaders, and then then they'll then he'll be in real trouble. Yeah, and here's the crazy thing. He's going to be trying to run the Indy 500 next month. <laughs> Actually. It's not he, even April 1st. Yeah, he's going to be trying to do the, the Memorial Day double, which I think would be just the saddest. Ethan, I don't think we should be getting them apart too much because we do need a cast I did contact them. Oh, so yeah. Let's, let's just end it there. What's the next one, Ethan? <laughs> Oh crap, I forgot about that. I'm sorry. Sorry, Cody Ware. <laughs> Wait, what's the next one? Add him to the list of people that will not be on the Quick Pit Podcast. <laughs> um, next up, I've got here um, RCR. They've been running really well, and, and I was looking at the standings today. Austin Dillon, I don't Aside from third in the Daytona 500, I don't know if he's got another top 10, but he's just been so consistent. No, he has another top 10. I, I forget where, but um, at Atlanta, he's just been really consistent and, and always running pretty well. And, and he's in a good spot in the playoff picture. And then Reddick has gotten, a, also has gotten a couple of good finishes. So, I'm going to go trend. RCR is what I believe is the second best Chevy team um, behind HMS. But um, just they're RCR. They do what they do, and uh, they, they get top tens, and they can get stage points. And they're, they're not going to be – I don't I don't think they'll ever be a top top eight in the playoff picture. Maybe t- top 12. I would definitely say 10 through 16. They're always competing for the playoffs. Seems like every year they're in the playoffs and those in that range. And – they don't, they don't just go away in the playoffs as we saw last year with Austin Dillon. They, they fight, so uh, um, I have to go trend on that one. Yeah, and I would agree with you that their their engine collaboration seems to be helping a little bit. Both drivers are quite talented, and uh, especially Reddick. And I think, I think both are going to be threats to make the playoffs – and based on what Dylan showed last year in the playoffs, you never know. I mean, he came pretty close to making the round of eight. I mean, he at least challenged it, you know. And so I think I think their resurgence is, is a trend. Yep. All right. With that being said, let's have a conversation about Stuart Haas Racing. Of course, they've been just – there's not a word to determine how bad they've been this year. Kevin Harvick is well, not can- bad, bad in relative terms. Yeah. So Kevin Harvick is not nece- has not necessarily been bad, but he's not competing for wins. I don't, I don't even feel like he's competing for a top three position anymore. He, he's, he struggles. I feel like every race throughout the whole race and somehow sneaks in and gets a sixth, seventh, eighth place finish, ninth place, 10th place. finish at best, uh, has not competed for wins, um, like at all. I don't even know if he's led a lap yet. Um, just he's just been not Kevin Harvick's standards. And then of course we know with the other three guys in Almirola, Briscoe, and Custer, Almirola needs to go. You cannot just because he has Smithfield, he's a bad race car driver. Like I just need to put this out there. I I don't have any hatred towards Eric Almirola, but 
he's just not that good. And last Honor. year, last year those ten, those good run at the end of the season, that kind of saved him. But I, I mean, yes, some of those things is not his fault, but I mean he. he He's You're in storehouse equipment, and this is her first go. I I can understand. He's young, and well, not Custer too. He's a rookie, and he's still getting used to it. And I don't know if it's just taking Cole Custer even longer. Like Cole Custer would be like a William Byron situation. That's just going to take him three years to get used to it. They just and, need uh, patience with, Stort- with Custer. I'm pretty sure Storehouse will be patient with Custer just because um, they want they want to keep him around. And um, you never know. William Byron's kind of having a breakout year this year. Of course, finishing. Was it fourth at Martinsville? Like, and getting a win this year. Um, Custer could be a William Byron, which is just going to take him an extra year or two, which I feel like teams will be fine with. But, um, Briscoe, of course, been a rookie. Kevin Harvick isn't bad, just not not Kevin Harvick we've seen in years past. Okay, so here's something crazy. I'm gonna need a second to to finish adding it up, but um, Stuart Haas Racing has won 65 races since they came into the lead into cop in um 20 2009 so tony stewart while driving for his own team stewart haas racing won 16 races with them compared to uh 33 that would make it with uh, joe gibbs right Kevin Harvick has won 35 races with Stuart Haas Racing. So 35 plus 16, that's 51. That means in – they're pushing 12 years this year. Um, or 13. Uh, between 12 or 13 years, two drivers have combined for 51 of 65 races. And then Ryan Newman, I believe, got like – four of those and same for Kurt Busch, but like they have never had a real two, two punches. Like they've never had two great drivers at the same time. And you can't, it's like, they've never been like Joe Gibbs or Penske or Hendrick at some points. Although I don't think you could call anyone behind Elliot a, uh, a second star quite yet. Um, but you get what I'm saying. It's like Stuart Haas racing has always been carried by some driver. Yeah. And if you can go back to beginning the year when we said who's, we had a podcast and the title was who's going to step up at Stuart Haas racing. And we thought it was going to be Briscoe just because we, um, I think we kind of agreed that Briscoe and Briscoe, of course, it could have gone. It could have gone really good or really bad. And I feel like right now it's just not going his way. And I do. Feel, he's he's not a bad race car driver. He's just. It's gonna take him. It's gonna take him a couple. A, like it's still being only eight races in. It's still still gonna take him time. But yes, we there needs. They just can't be relying on one person because that one person is eventually gonna retire. And Kevin Harvick's getting up there in age. He's not gonna be the same Kevin Harvick that once just was dominating. Um, you need to have that second piece. Yes. And the other thing is, is that Rodney Childers, a couple of weeks into the season, did an interview and he said basically last year they had figured something out. It was legal, but it was kind of a gray area 
with uh, with air flowing into the car, I think with their hood scoops or something like that, that allowed them to gain about 70 pounds of extra downforce. And so in the off-season, NASCAR cracked down, so it was no longer a gray area. What they were doing became illegal. And so they can't do that this year. And he said that's really hurting them. And so it's not just their lack of a second and, and I am not going to call any of their other three drivers bad. Even Almirola. I think Almirola is – he's kind of – I'm trying to think of a good comparison. He's kind of just – he keeps things stable, you know? He's not going to really tear up the car. I mean, his poor finishes have really just been bad luck for him, except for when he cleared himself at Homestead. But – you know, he hasn't he, – he keeps the car clean. He typically makes the playoffs. He'll sometimes compete for a win, you know. And so – and then Briscoe and Custer are, are just inexperienced and they need time to develop. And I think Briscoe could be a really, really good driver someday. And, and, and same for Custer too, but I think Briscoe has a bit more potential than Custer. But either way, I think it's not just the lack of a second – good driver. I think it could also very well be the fact that they just are hurting and, and they're missing something that's made them really good the last couple of years. And I think Fox, uh, Fox has also mentioned, like, it just looks like they're a step behind from everybody else. And uh, Sword Haas, a lot of people say they're a top four team in NASCAR, which I, I still think they are. Um, but they're just, they're just behind this year. And if you look at the playoff picture right now, there's 30 eligible people to be in the playoffs 30 eligible drivers mm-hmm. Cole Custer is 24th Chase Briscoe is 27th and Al Morola is 28th the only people only drivers that are worse than Briscoe and Al Morola are Anthony Alfredo and Corey LaJoy so those are the only two um, guys competing for points that are behind them yeah and dang they only Amarola only has 105 points Almarola. Chase Briscoe only has 114. Almarola needs points. Or he needs a win at this point. Cole Custer is 137. These three drivers, if they want to make the playoffs, they can't rely on points. It's about wins now. And we're only eight races in, and that's the scary thing how much they're behind. And, and even Kevin Harvick, I mean, he's I think I think it's a mechanical problem as much as anything. And so coupled with the inexperience slash lack of, like, Almirola is just such a boring driver, right? I yeah. mean, he, he's a great spokesman, and I think that's – he's a great representative, but he's just boring. He doesn't do anything flashy. It's not like Tony Stewart or Kyle Larson where he'll show some sort of skill or or, or something like that where you're just like, wow, that's that's really impressive. But he's not bad in any way. He doesn't – he rarely makes mistakes. And so – but the problem is, is that when your team is hurting, you need that flash to, to keep it afloat in a way, you know. Yeah. And so something like um, – I was watching a, a, a highlights video the other day, and back in 2011 – no, 2012 – when Kurt Busch drove for Phoenix Racing, it was kind of like the low point of his career. He basically drove for a back marker in, in essence, right? Yeah. 
there was a race at Sonoma where he finished third. Like, aside from Kevin Harvick, there's no one on, on and I'm not comparing Stuart Haas in any way to a backmarker. But right now they're struggling, and teams have struggles. And, you know, I think that's partially why Hendrick Motorsports really struggled the past three or four years is because not only was their equipment down a little bit, but they were transitioning between drivers, and so they had nobody who could really elevate the equipment like it needed to be. You know, and as Ganassi is showing, as Chastain and, and as Chastain is showing this year, and Matt Kenseth did last year, Ganassi or, or Larson really elevated Ganassi's car. And, and Stuart House just doesn't have anyone who can elevate it. And that's not saying their drivers are bad. Mm-hmm. It, they just really need that second piece almost. And I don't, I don't, I don't know how much longer Kevin Harvick can last. You know who they should try and get this year? In the yeah. off season? They should go after Brad Kozlowski. Or Alex Bowman when Alex Bowman gets kicked from his ride because he's having a bad year. Would you turn tail on Hendrick if Bowman went to Haas? Let's not even talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I saw someone that came out yesterday and I posted over on Discord. So if you're not following us, join our Discord, go do that. But it goes through every race Alex Bowman's run in this year. I just want to read it off. No, Daytona Connor. Clash got wrecked. Daytona 500 got wrecked. Daytona Rose Road Course started last, nose error damage, finished 10th. Homestead had to start last, got right side error damage, finished 9th. Las Vegas running top 10 the entire race, blows a right left rear. Alfred has a wood Alfredo goes over the commitment box, two laps down, finishes 27th. Phoenix. Got Not wrecked. like that would have changed anything. He still would have yeah. gone a lap down on that one. Got wrecked. Left side arrow damage. Finished. Got wrecked. Phoenix got wrecked. Left side arrow damage. Finished 13th. Atlanta. Top five. Entire race. Finished third. One good race. Bristol Dirt. Got no fourth gear. Got wrecked. Finished 22nd. Martinsville. Top five card all day. Loose wheel. Got wrecked. Finished 34th. Does any of that sound like it's Bowman's fault, or does it all sound like it's not his fault and it's either the car's fault that Bowman couldn't control, or is it pit crew's fault, or it's some other knucklehead's fault on the race track? Connor, you tell me. Don't start ranting. We're supposed to say as unbiased as possible. Not now we can have tendencies and favorites, but this is not the Alex Bowman show. I might have stopped watching the race after Alex Bowman got wrecked out yesterday. So I might have not seen the end. I was just mad. I, I did avoid using Twitter as a ranting page again, but uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't go that far. But, uh, we will not let you live down the Gregson incident. That is not okay. And that must not happen again. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that being said, if that's all, that's all yes. for me, if that's all for you. Let's move on to the third segment here where we will be previewing the upcoming race for this week. We are sorry to Cody Ware. Very sorry. Join the show, please. (laughs) But with that being said, let's go over the third segment.
Welcome back to the Clip It Podcast. You made it to the third and final segment of this week's show, where we'll be doing a preview of uh, this upcoming race at Richmond uh, for 300 miles. Only 300? 300. The 400-kilometer thingy again? It says 300 miles, 400 laps, Sunday, April 18th at 3 o'clock. Uh, so a 300-mile race. Interesting. But uh, yeah. then you got the 500 miles of Talladega the following week. So let's preview Richmond. Yes, and well, it's not quite a short track, but not quite an intermediate. It's kind of in between. It races more like an intermediate, in my opinion. I don't think it should really be counted as a short track, but yeah. I mean, technically it is. Um, but it kind of goes into the same group as Phoenix and New Hampshire, in my opinion. But um, yeah, three quarters of a mile, low banking, tri-oval. Um, they go there twice a year. The other race is in the playoffs. Used to be the cutoff race for the regular season. This one will not be under the lights, which I think is weird. I can't remember any Richmond race in the day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it should be interesting. I mean, Richmond isn't typically terribly exciting. I mean, sometimes you can have someone who just blows everyone out of the water and it's boring. But, I mean, you can't get some short track excitement there. And we'll get right into some guys that we are watching for. Um, so, Connor, who are, who's your first uh, prediction this week? Not prediction. Well, we could have our first three-time winner of the year. Martin Truex Jr. has won the past two races here. Um, and, two uh, spring races, right? Yes. He's going to be a factor. Um, so, we got to look out for him. Uh, just He's been on tears late, too, so he's hot right now. Yes, and I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna go with uh, Kyle Busch. He's won two races here, both of them. And no correction, he's won like six. Sorry. Um, most recent came in 2018 when he won both races. Um, he's been decent this year. I think he's not as slumpy as he was last year. He's been competing more, a bit more for wins than he was bit more bit faster i think he might be breaking out of that slump and you know with all his wins at this track all six of them or maybe more if i'm missing some on this sheet i have here um i'd go with him i think there's a good chance he breaks out of his streak soon he's been pretty fast the last couple of weeks and so kyle bush is my pick yeah you also have joey Logano, who's a two-time winner here um and you also got Kyle Larson, who won, has won here once, as long as Danny Hamlin has also won here once. Brad Kozlowski has also won here twice. I'd uh, go with him as a bit of a dark horse. And Kevin Harvick has won here a few times. And not Why did I call Brad a dark horse? He's not a dark horse. Um, <laughs> Kevin Harvick has won here, I believe, three times in his career. And so I would definitely look at Kevin Harvick in your fantasy lineup. And then I'd also, for a couple of dark horses, Connor, who's your dark horse? Well, he's won well recently, and he's also won here before. Back in 2003, Ryan Newman won in a Dodge. Um, 
Brian Newman, I, was, I feel like it's been on a hot streak as of late, and it's good to see that after that uh, Daytona 500 crash, and almost kind of looks like he's getting over that and uh, starting to be back to uh, Brian Newman, and he, he's been having some good runs of late, so I actually wouldn't be surprised with how this year's going, that if he somehow seeks out a win here. Or at least runs very well. I am going to pick as a dark horse Austin Dillon, and that's because Austin Dillon ran extraordinarily well last year at Richmond in the playoffs. He finished fourth, I believe. Um, it was a super impressive run for him. And he led some laps. He was he was mixing it up all night long. He led like 55 laps. I think almost won a stage, if I'm correct. Um, and, and RCR has shown speed at this kind of track recently, at short tracks and such. And plus their, their resurgence of sorts this year as well. I am going to predict Austin Dillon as a dark horse. Yeah, so um, we'll get right into picks here, and I'm going to let Ethan pick first since I stole his pick. And I need to ask Siri what her pick is. Instead of saying pick number two and zero one hundred, I'm just going to do that off mute. Yes, so my prediction is Martin Truex Jr., and that's because he's on a hot streak right now. It's very good at short tracks recently, and he's won a lot of races here recently, including, I believe, both in 2019. Um, so I'm going to go with Truex. I'm going to go with the hot hand here, and I don't I, – Connor, do you have a – do you have series, or at least yours? I was trying to, and then she just finally picked a correct number. She's going with – Eric Amarola. <laughs> so, uh, well, all right, all right. Take, is this your second time picking her, him? Drex? No, Amarola. It might have been. I, I think, think the first every time we picked her, three weeks ago, she picked Eric Amarola. For Bristol Dirt? Yeah. Let me check. I got to put it in. Is, I'm pretty sure she's picked Eric Amarola two times out of three now, and got a hot take here. Eric Amarola isn't winning this week. Hey, but with that being said, I'm going to go into my pick. And my pick this week is going to be HMS is going to be back in victory lane with Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson is going to get the second one here. And Kyle Larson has been so good recently. Gets a top five at Martinsville. And I don't know if any of you know this. He sucks at Martinsville. So I feel like this could be a great, 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 great run for him. And I feel like he could get, uh, get a win. All right, so you heard all three of them. Series got Al Marola, Connor has got Larson, and I have got Martin Truex Jr. So unless you have anything else, by the way, it's like 3.30 on Fox. And also this week, IndyCar starts, which means that Jimmy Johnson has his first race on Sunday. So uh, that's at 3 o'clock on NBC. The uh, – Race at Richmond for NASCAR is at 3.30 on Fox. And so, I mean, use that channel switcher, guys. Let's see how Jimmy does this week. Hopefully he does well. And uh, I know for a fact I will be going back and forth between the two. Yeah. Well, Ethan, we've reached another end of a podcast here. So are you going to try to close it or? Uh, I think I will. I'm going to try it today. All right. By the way, don't by time the way, me. Michael McDowell shirt the day after he ran. Uh, 
great time yeah. but yes i know on. all right thank you for listening to this week's episode of the quick pit podcast as always thank you for following us on twitter joining the discord do that if you haven't both of those we'd love to see you come talk to you during the races and such connor and i are pretty active and nobody else is um <laughs> but as i said before thank you for listening and we will see you next week on the quick pit podcast <laughs>